You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing all right, Steve. It's getting chillier, isn't it? Uh, Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. It it looks as though it's chillier where you are than where I am. It is. It is a bit chillier. I'm I'm in a nice centrally heated room because we've got the heating on now. And you're in your uh, outer office. Yeah, I'm in the cabin Which outside. Isn't that, isn't heated, is it? It's not heated, not yet. So I've just let a cat in because oh. he was oh, meowing oh, outside. Nice. This is I... the big cat. <laughs> it's just a tail on your screen at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So that means I've had to open the window to let one of the cats in. So now it's getting colder. <laughs> can't win. So you can't win when you've got oh, five dear, cats. Dear, dear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh dear! Can you hear him purring? Yes, I can. Can you? Oh well, that's a joy for everyone. Um, yeah, you're doing all right then. You're in a nice heated house. Um, uh, yes, we've got we've got the heating on. Well, we've we've had it on a, a few days now, so um, I'm I'm lovely and comfortable. Thank you very much. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> and what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, I've been working on a, a few new. I've been working on new ideas, I've got to say. Um, I've got three pictures now, all being well, that I'm going to be doing after the one that we were were talking about today, which are different. The next one is going to be very different in terms of um, combining two mediums together. Uh, I've had this thought for a while, and I was waiting really for the right project to come along. And this one has, it's going to be an interesting project to do. Uh, Now, whether it will be a a great picture, I don't know. Um, But people will have to make their own mind up. I mean, I'm looking at two things, really. I'm looking at the fact that we can, the members, if they do the picture, they can use it or sell it or go on from there. Um, And then the other thing is to, to practice new ideas that then they can turn them into their own um, imaginary um, pictures and uh, so on. So this is what I'm doing. So the next one is not going to be – it's going to be a great picture. I'm going to look forward to it immensely using two different mediums. Um, But uh, whether, as I say, it's something that would go down really well as a picture to sell on, I don't know. But that doesn't – I don't think that matters – too much and then the other two one is very different i've never done anything like that before so that's another one and then the third one is going to be a a landscape with an animal in it but the landscape is going to be predominant so there we are there's a few um little teasers for you got a plan got a plan yeah i've got is it's going to take me probably about a month i would think from now i may not be able to do one a week um i will be able to do the next one you'll definitely see that next week but whether the other the other two are going to take a bit longer interesting lovely lovely stuff okay so you sent me over a picture that's half done at the moment 
Um, mm. And that's the one we're going to be talking about today. What made you cho- choose this picture? Oh, oh, the eyes, the eyes, and the, 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 the and, and the cats. <laughs> I, I knew you'd like it because of the cats. I've done a lot of cats, but the cats are very popular, and this one particularly was nice because it's it's a wild cat. They call it wild cat. That's uh, I presume it's uh, it, that doesn't mean it's angry cat. It's a wild one, uh, but it was very powerful. You know, it's a bit like the, when I do the, the lions and the tigers when they growl and they open their mouths. You know, it's an action thing. Well, this one's got his mouth open, and you can see that. Don't put your, thing, your hand near him; he'll have it. This kind of thing. So uh, I captured that. I thought quite well. <clears throat> so that was the reason I did it, and. I, I thought it would be interesting too to to work a background out with this one because it's it's not the usual kind of thing, and so um, that's why I did it really. Nice. I don't need many excuses to do more, another cat because I do enjoy cats mm. uh, doing them anyway. Brilliant. And this is this is a break from the like quite a big change from what you've been doing recently like you've gone back to mm. animals from mm. doing the impressionistic mm. pictures for so long mm. what's it been like going back to to like mm. uh, i suppose still a wild animal um but after mm. doing the impressionistic pan pastels mm. well one thing i have noticed and people will see i think in this is a different approach the approach is not going going back a few years when I was meticulous, you know, if, I wouldn't say every hair, but certainly I was meticulous about it. I've kind of loosened a bit now, and, I, and I'm not quite so tight with it. And I think this is a result of the impressionist um, feeling that I've got now. It didn't take very long. It's, it's a quick one. It didn't take me long to do. And normally it would have taken me longer because I would have spent more time sharpening the pencils, make sure I've got this and make sure I've got that. But this time I went for it. And people will see that sometimes the pencils aren't that sharp. And so, But it's come off, I think. It, it, what I was trying to do with this, and I think I've succeeded to a certain extent, is to create more of the feeling of the animal, you know, the animal, try to make it more alive. Mm. And you can do that by not making it so tight detail-wise. That's interesting. It's interesting for it to be a bit more of an impressionistic approach to, mm. to animals because you've done um, a few sort of looser um, style animal pictures in the past. And especially with uh, the the outer edge of this animal, it's got it's got the same vibes as that Siamese kitten you did. Where you're kind of mm. merging that fur, you're not giving it a definitive form outside of what you're sort of drawing. Mm. You're not continuing it on um, into uh, into the rest of the animal. Um, mm. What? Is going to be your approach now because at the moment it hasn't got a background on. Well, this is the this is the problem, Steve. I, I really don't have any idea at the moment, and this is why I said to you it would be really interesting to to 
to take this on at this stage when I haven't got an idea. What I'll do, first of all, is I'll put a base colour on, and that will certainly be the light grey, 230, because I'm using the sand-coloured paper. So uh, I need to have uh, a base colour neutral, and the 230 I've used many times before, and I've used it a lot in this animal. So therefore, it's going to work. That will be the first one. Now, as as what goes on after that, I'm not sure. I've got to make it atmospheric. I've got to make it sort of medium to dark with light areas in it. Now, the eye itself would be a key factor here. Uh, and you could say, well, why don't you make it a green background? Well, I will certainly put the green on. Uh, 267 I was using. That's a very dark, uh, bluey green. And I should put that on. But I can't just put green on. It's got to be grey added to it. And the uh, the 233, which I normally uh, have used again on this, I should put that in. And I should put the 182, which is the um, brown ochre. Now, those two colours, the brown ochre and the 233, always work together anyway. I did it in the um, the chicks. You know, I did last week. I did. I, I used the same combination of the, the the grey and the ochre together. So I know that works. And combine that with the green, and you'll get a kind of ochre greeny foundation. Um, on top of that, my my intention is to put some pinks in because I've got pink in the tongue. So I should put pinks in. And then um, I'm not sure whether I, I won't put any blue in because I haven't used any blue. But effectively, the greys that I've used have are bluey greys anyway. Uh, and then after that, it'll be dark colours and almost certainly I should put some stick pastels as well. That is a lot more involved than I thought you were going to say with this background. There's a lot of colours there. Mm. Well, I haven't finished yet because... You know, the, the 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 eye itself was made up of three greens as well as uh, the greys. And if I have chosen those two of those greens, which are very bright, that's what makes that eye really come alive and, and vibrant. If I'd have put those in the background, it would have been too, too light and I wouldn't have been able to get the... Um, uh, I wouldn't have been able to get the depth... So what I've had to do is put the greens and the greys and the ochres on first of all, but I'll add those two bright colours, and one of them is really bright. You've got to have sunglasses on to look at it. It's so bright. But that was that was the second colour that I put on in the eye. And when people see the actual picture, they'll look at it and think, he's not going to put that in an eye, surely, goodness. Because when you look at it, it look it, it's like psychedelic. But it's a base colour, and when you put the other colours on top of it, that's when you get that uh, that uh, essence coming through. Quite incredible, I think. You've got to play with things sometimes. And I looked at that eye, and I I knew it needed that to make it come alive, which it did. But that is a colour I will also add afterwards. It's not going to be one that you could put in as a base colour. So you see, it's quite involved, something like this. But you certainly couldn't put anything um, definite in there because it would spoil the animal. 
you started putting you know, trees and anything and, and plants and things, it would, it would spoil the animal, take it away from it. Because the animal has, the animal has got to be the deciding factor. That's the, the focal point. Mm. You haven't got a lot of background to play with on this feature. No. It's not a lot of space. So whatever you decide to do, it's got to be, um, mm. it's got to make an impact in the, the small amount of space that you've got. Yes, and the other thing about it too, uh, as you look at the picture, you'll see that one side, the left-hand side, is lighter fur, and the right-hand side is slightly darker fur. Now, what you could do is you could make it sort of medium tone so that the light shows up and the dark shows up. Do you know what I mean? You could have that. But I don't think I'm going to be satisfied with that. I think I'm going to be trying to play with the lighting behind the animal if i can so that's going to be interesting to do uh, see, see the challenges this is why people find backgrounds so difficult because they are difficult and but they make such an impact if you get them right the other thing is i don't want to make it too precise i don't want those hairs to be absolutely precise i want them to be molded into the background that's going to be another challenge for me how do you get around that fur that you've put around the outside? How do you put a go about putting a background into that fur? Oh, you just do. You just put amalgamate it together to start with so that you've got some and some. You can't put one colour for the background and another colour for the, uh, the fur. In this case, it's got to be the two things. You've got to put the two together. Uh, that's why I've put the colours that I've told you in there because they are in the fur. Uh, and then... I don't know, to be honest. That's that's the unknown factor. That's the thing I don't know how this is going to turn out, which is exciting, I think. And you, it must be exciting for you because, because we don't know now whether this is going to be successful. Well, it will be successful. I'll make it so. But I'll, I'm recording it and I'm videoing it and people are taking, I'm taking them with me on that journey. So it's going to be great fun. How do you go about then, do you, once you put the background up to the fur, do you have to go back over with the pencil over what you've done with the fur to, mm. to sort of, it's almost like you've got the layers of the fur and then the background goes on top and then you've got to put the fur back over the top of mm. the background? Well, this is where I'm not absolutely sure. Um, you have obviously got to do that. You've got to make it look realistic but do you remember the um the the, the other cat that i did which was um i can't remember now what what it was called where i did a, an out of focus background um that cat that was that was lovely that was a lovely thing to do and, and i probably have learned from that that i can do something like that here one of the great things about artwork is you can do what you want you can you you can be it almost surreal in that um, outer fur if you want to and it does depend on the colors that i'm using and how i'm going to manipulate those colors so it may be i think behind it ears top of the head particularly will stand out against the background that that's that's a, that's a given but when you come down towards the bottom of the picture, that's when I can pl play with it a bit. It's going to be really interesting to, to, to it, for it to see how it turns out. Mm. This looks like pastel mat as well, the sand pastel mat. 
It is. And what brands are you using in this one? Bit of everything? Well, I'm using mostly Faber-Castell. I haven't used any Caran d'Ache. I haven't used any Creta Color, but I've used a couple of um, the Carbacello. Now, the reason I've done that is the bright greens. I've got some really, really bright greens in uh, the Carbacello, which I wouldn't ordinarily use, to be honest, but they work really well with this particular animal. I did quite a lot of um, research when I looked at the picture, I thought, how am I going to achieve those green eyes? How am I going to do what I want to do with them? So I went through all my 200 and 300 pencils looking for a particular colour, and there was only one, and that was in the Carbothello. Very bright green, and I thought, that is the one I want. Uh, Karen Dash have got some bright colours, but they're, they're more pastel This I wanted vibrance. I wanted something that was sharp and vibrant mm. because I knew what I wanted to do with the by putting the colours on top of it. Mm. Same with the pink. Now, that pink tongue, people are not going to believe when they see me actually put that pink tongue in. I started with the um, 132, which is the, the pink in Faber. And then I put a really, really bright, mauvey pink on. It was a mauvey pink. Um, it, again, I almost needed sunglasses to look at it. It was so bright. But having put that in, it was exactly the same situation as I had with the eye. I needed to subdue that to quite a large extent by putting pinks and greys and other things in. So it melted it down, down and down and down until I got to the, where I wanted to be with it. But still, that colour that I put on originally still comes through to the outer bit. So interesting, isn't it? If you hadn't had those base colours down, it wouldn't, it, that pick, that tongue would have looked very bright and not realistic. No, it would have been dull. It would have been dull. The same with the eye. The eyes, the eyes um, and, and the tongue would have been dull against it. So this is why you've got to, You've got to be very bold when you're doing something like that. And even though you think, this is, is this really going to work? Uh, but you know instinctively that it will, because you've got to have that undercolour, the, the, the importance really, again, of the uh, base colours, the undercolours. You could put that on raw. That's what maybe people are thinking. You know that green you were saying, Colin. Why can't you? Why do you put the grey on? Why don't you just put that on? Because by golly, that would have sh shown up really well. Same with the tongue. Why don't you put the uh, the very light pinky mauve on? And that would have, but that would have been too much. That's overdoing it. By putting the grey on first gives you that. Uh, it subdues it slightly. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? I, I find all of this absolutely fascinating. The technical side of uh, the, the uh, artwork with pastel pencil is pastel pencil. In normal artwork, if you're doing watercolour or you're doing acrylic or you're doing oil, you'd mix all those colours together. You wouldn't have to put them in like I do. Although, having said that, I'm sure the great artist probably did do something like that as as a base and then work on top of that base. 
Interesting. Oh, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you decide to do with the background on this one. It's going to be really interesting. I hope everyone out there uh, listening as well is going to be excited to see uh, what you do. We'll show the finished picture next week. Um, at the moment, we've just got this work in progress that you can see on the episode artwork um, and also on our website. So um, place your bets now to what it's going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll look good. It'll look good because I've got a safety net, really, Steve, because whatever I'm doing on this, if it doesn't work out exactly as I want it, I've got my stick pastels, which will cover a lot of it up anyway. So I can use those to subdue it if I have to. So it's like a safety net. And those are the half stick soft pastels. Yes, I should use, I use a combination. I used to use a polychromous. I know we, you can't get them anymore, but I'm sure people have still got polychromous anyway. I'll use some of those and also some stick pastel as well. The um, Faber do a really good stick pastel, um, quite an inexpensive one. Uh, so but people have got them anyway. You don't have to use a particular brand. Um, you can use whatever you've got. Um, but I should, I should mix, mix and match it a bit. But I'm not going to put a lot of it on. And, and, and one of the reasons I start with the pastel pencil is because people haven't got them or don't want to use the stick pastel. They can still get away with the pastel pencil and they can do it with it. It's only like... Um, an addition, really, if uh, people are brave enough and to give him a go. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll check in with everyone next week, show you the finished result. Um, I'm sure you'll send it over to me, Dad, a bit ahead of time. I'm really eager to see it. So as soon as oh, you yes. finish it, let me know. And then I'll let everyone, we'll let everyone else know next week. <laughs> I'll probably finish it today, actually. It's not uh, It's not going to be too difficult to do. It doesn't take long. So you'll probably see it by tonight. Lovely. Excellent. Fantastic. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. We'll tune in with you all next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions or anything you want us to discuss, please drop us an email, let us know, get in touch with us, and we'll happily talk about it on the podcast. But in the meantime, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Find hundreds of art classes online at colinbradleyart.com.